<laughs> Here we go. <grrr. laughs> um, I'm sorry. Did you just not do that in Omega? <laughs> I understood that. <laughs> Maybe that's the best way to do it. What? <gasps> oh my god! Oh, Chris, are you okay? Oh my god, if you died, I die. <laughs> Ooh. Sorry, Ryan. Could have been better. Doesn't hold as much weight when you throw those around for everyone. You're not allowed to talk about things holding weight around me. <laughs> Triggering. Are we good? Oh, wait, are we doing this? Yeah. Oh my god, is that happening? Should we pretend like we just got out of a time machine? <gasps> Ooh. Oh, how do I, I feel like I always look like I'm from this genre. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the 90s. <laughs> nice. Um, hi, welcome back to whatever the hell this is, 90s edition. Did we just get out of a time machine? Or did I just go on eBay and buy used clothes that smell weird? <laughs> yeah, it's rough. I think that was from the actual movie, The Mighty No, Bucks. you're kidding no me. No way. I think so. Really? Yes. Wow. I know. That was a bob what? That movie. Wait, this is great. Yeah, and, and Rylan, yours was from the actual trash. <laughs> no, this is everything. It's lined really well. Like, this is going to be my fall look. And let's do a fashion update because okay. I spent so much money on these clothes. <laughs> like, way too much because I really wanted a 90s episode. So, Chris, we'll start with you. Um, you're dressed like a five-year-old. <laughs> I love it. I love Nickelodeon. I love Rugrats. I love Hey Arnold. I love like all this. This is everything I grew up with that I loved. So I'm happy. Rylan? I don't know. I've got, I've just got put in this get up and I love it. Oh, you know what though? I forgot about the hat. This is like, I love the color blocking on this. It's going to be the new me for the fall. But where I really gagged was when I saw this Oprah Winfrey show hat. Is this real? An original? Somebody went to the Oprah Winfrey show in the 90s and they got that You're hat. And now you have it, me. Babe. I know. I'm never going to take it off. I mean, I took it off for the podcast. You're not wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I previewed it in the photos and you couldn't see it. So I thought it would be better use for everyone to get to view it throughout the podcast. No, you look beautiful. Uh, Jared? Yeah, I'm rocking the... Uh what sounds to be a movie-worn, authentic, uh, Mighty Ducks jersey of Conway, the captain. Whoa. Quack, quack, you know quack. the names and everything. Yeah. yeah I yeah. know Mighty Ducks is one of your favorite 90s movies, so I just wanted you to feel special. Dude, I feel so special right now. Uh, I'm wearing uh, an outfit I got for Chris, basically. Yes, I got a little 90s hoodie, but then I have this shirt that says bear on it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is because Hell I'm yeah. identifying and also, like, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Well, speaking of Luke's, um, Chris. Yes. Before we fully dive into this episode, I do want to like start with a bang. Okay. We're involved in drama. Are we? Yes. Wait, we all of us or? Mainly me and you. What? Well, Jared a little bit too. What oh. For once, Ryland, you're not involved at all. I love that. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> well, people are saying Shane is so mean to Chris. What? Oh my god. Yes. Then they included Jared. They said Jared no longer is making this a safe space for Chris because Jared's laughing at Chris's addiction to jerking off. I was laughing, you know, a lot. In I, I will say I entered like a giggle face. Uh -huh. So you know, I, think, I can't lie. I think people just feel for Chris. I mean, how can you not love him? He's lovable. I just realized now that we're under the microscope in this scenario, right. what I just said is leaving me in hot water. Mm -hmm. So Chris, I think 
as, as reflecting on it, just the moment is funny. I don't think the whole fact that you were dealing with an addiction or it could be a potential thing that's ca- you know causing addiction like uh, consequences for you a funny thing. I just thought the story was funny. You well, know what I mean? Well, no, I'm trying to think. I'm like, is there is there a world where do I say anything to you that later on are you like, oh my god, Jane was mean to me? No, I feel like truly, I feel like you're very sweet to me and like encouraging but like kind of all of you are like you always say nice thing things about me and like lift me up i'm like we've i'm repeating myself as i've said this every podcast now i'm shy i'm awkward whatever but you guys like make me feel comfortable and like a part of the group and like so the i'm not bullying you right perfect okay perfect as i was saying it i realized i think if you watch it you can even tell in my face that i'm like i went too far and really? like and it's also super awkward uncomfortable thing so i think everyone like la- i laughed at certain points because it's a, it was a strange thing to say and also i just kept going i should have stopped i definitely overshared so you really were like oh i should not have been saying this <laughs> I, 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 wor- I worried oh, that no. that was the case i don't want that <laughs> i think it was also just a teachable moment for people and like how human interaction could work Sorry, you said teachable moment shook I, me. I think, I think <laughs> teachable moment, but it's a teachable moment because if you, we're all very close, you mm-hmm. know. Ob- I, I think that comes across, and that and that's very obvious. But I, we all care about you deeply, Chris. And the fact that you were able to share a moment, and 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 we kind of chuckled about it or whatever, and you knew that it wasn't meant in a harsh way, it just shows that people could have conversations like this in a comfortable place. And you know, it's okay to laugh a little bit about stuff. You know, maybe sometimes people are afraid of of being vulnerable, but if you're with the, a group of people you enjoy and you're comfortable with, it's easy. We could even laugh about it. You know? Yeah, I think that's also kind of uh, maybe I'm speaking. For everyone but like i know at least with you like how we laugh at uncomfortable things or things that were like dark or painful or whatever oh yeah so i think that's also kind of how we deal with stuff but there were a lot of people that felt validified by you speaking out on the subject matter so i hope that it doesn't make you shy away from sharing things a, that seem oh, vulnerable the, the amount future. of people in the comments that were saying that they can't stop jerking off <laughs> which also i think ha- 80% of the audience is women. And I'm like, you guys can't stop flicking the bean? Whoa, don't be sexist. Wait, is what? that, is that is it any different? If there's a difficulty level, though, of, of do- <laughs> jacking off in your car or fingering your bean in the car. Oh, girls have it a little easier. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I think them going up a hill, it's not as dangerous. Right, right, right. How know? much liquid comes out for women? Like, oh, when, when women come, I'm just curious. Oh there I'm are never... squirters. Okay, but take away the squirting. Which... Do women frequently come? Yeah, but it's yeah, more like do it right. It's more like you know your Aveeno lotion. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Oh, so you can rub it right in. Natural okay. lotion. Okay. Earth's, yeah. Yes. Earth's <laughs> gift. Cream pie. That's uh, nice in the car. You know you can. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know what it's like. That's why I was that asking. That was a gross sound effect. Okay. I was inquiring. Um, but dude, your jacking off talk was like it was so teachable on so many dimensions. So like I'm really I'm so was. stoked it happened and it was my favorite thing for so many reasons. I mean, I did get nice personal messages on like Instagram of people saying like that actually meant a lot to me or that I I've never heard anyone else talk about that and I relate and stuff. So that made me feel so much better i also just didn't realize like one as recorded like when i was watching it i didn't realize how deep i went into it like i feel like it went on for 10 <laughs> minutes about it and i was like oh my god like as i started sweating as i was watching it and then, like and really? i really and I, I cut it down it was like twice as long and then like i don't because I truly, like, the last time we recorded was the most comfortable I've ever been with you guys. <laughs> so, like, I just had fun and said whatever, not thinking at all about, like, who's going to see this one day. 
and like just totally forgetting that like my mom watches this my boyfriend's mom and sister watches this like just like no i'm proud of you chris for opening up and i know that was a lot and i would have definitely taken it out if you told me to but now i'm thinking maybe we should lean into this because you know we had the moment where people thought we were fucking which people so like maybe it would be good like if people think we're fighting we're beefing then they won't know that we're you know not it's like rom-com bully though rom-com villain mm -hmm. you know but you're also just so not a bully in actual life like in real life thank you you're so nice I thought so. <laughs> and the comments made me wonder. Uh, no, Chris, we love you so much. We're so proud of you for sharing your vulnerabilities. And you know what? To make up for it, I think what we should do in this episode is I think we should all share one thing that we're really, really, really embarrassed of that we really don't want to talk about that we never thought we'd say out loud that will probably shame our families. <laughs> but we'll do that later. And I think I have a segue that might be perfect. Okay. From going to playing with yourself. Okay into something you need another person to play being it though we're wearing 90s gear did any of you guys ever play pogs growing up yes i fucking love pogs but nobody knows what they are do you know what pogs are i know what they are but i never played it 90s toys so pogs pogs was like a, a form of gambling when we were kids and that was fun it was it got outlawed at our school actually really and i had a little pog ring i was running a ring you know what got outlawed and when i was in middle school there was a game called the abc game the a oh when you itch yourself with your fingernails Maybe what this was only a you guys, yeah i don't know where you had like a weird sector of <laughs> and it was internet oh so yeah. it's like it must have been a regional thing you know <laughs> so this was really fucked really dark and i didn't do it because i was too afraid of the pain but a popular kid would go up to you so for example we'll say chris go up to you and they'd grab your hand and they go want to play the abc game and you have to say yes <laughs> so they grab your hand you say yes and then they start itching on on your hand and they go a is for apple b is for bear c is for canada like and they see how long you can last this seems like a psychopath it's scary <laughs> and the farther you get you start bleeding ah, and then if what? you make it to z is for zebra you're fucking you have a scab you're bleeding and it never goes away and it turns into a scar so Whoa. that was taken over our school along with the silly bands for like here's a blowjob but we won't get into that so the abc game was taken over and then our teachers the principal came to each class and said let me see your hands so we all had to show our hands and whoever had a scar on their hand got suspended for playing the abc game and i never did what what if someone like bullied you into doing it bye <laughs> get their skin loser <laughs> Literally. Did you ever play the ABC game? No, I never played the ABC game. But that's how it was played, right? Uh, I believe that's what I remember. In my Whoa. high school, they would do the can thing where you hit the can and then you turn it to the sharpest edge and you have to hit the can. What? So then your whole <gasps> the back of your hand would be... None of you did that? No. No? What? Yeah, that was a big thing. Wait, explain it again. So if you have a can that's empty, you'd like karate chop the can and then you have to make the can go to its pointiest part and karate chop the can <gasps> oh, on the pointy wow. part. Oh, that's sounds brutal what yeah. were the after effects of that did you ever see anyone get like fucked up just from it just really bloody back of your hands yeah what is wrong with kids yeah one time i almost set the library on fire why i was flicking matches you can go like this with the little matchbook and it'll like make a match fly uh-huh and i was showing my buddies that and one of them caught the edge of the library uh, carpet it was dope it was dope <laughs> it was during the book fair you know um chris yeah did you ever hurt yourself or any other kids <laughs> school uh kids around me did a similar thing to the abc game but with like a a, a pencil and the eraser 
And you would what? do the eraser. Oh, that seems more familiar time. to me. Oh my me. god. Yeah. And that, I mean, I don't know if there was what, I don't know how the game was played, but I know that you would just use the eraser until your skin was gone. This is horrible. <laughs> when, what are we going to do when we have kids? We're not, I'm not, are we letting them go to school? Also, some of my friends would burn cigarettes out on each other. That's a whole Yikes. other Yikes. <laughs> Damn it. What age? What At, age did you guys start smoking cigarettes? Like 14, 15. Wow, dude. Yeah. We're going to have the tough crew, bro. Um, middle school was horrible for so many reasons. Um, but one of them was I, and I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but I was a bedwetter and also a pants wetter for my whole childhood. Were you? I, uh, the bed thing, you know, a, a little bit, but as far as just peeing my pants, like uh-huh. while I'm awake, I don't, I can't remember that happening more than. Like twice, and it's because I had to pee so bad in my car and I didn't have an outlet for it. You know what I mean? Right. Mine would happen a lot, and it would be if I'm laughing. Like oh, yeah. If I was laughing too hard, I would pee my pants. Really? You never did that? No. Oh, no. No. I'm sorry. Wait, is that crazy? Is that No. Gross? So, yeah. So, but then I started thinking about this very specific memory of peeing my pants, which involved you. And it was <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was at a restaurant. And then you did something that made me laugh really hard, and I peed my pants. Now, peeing your pants in public, like, at a, in a middle school, you can go to the nurse, and you could, like, get a change of clothes and whatever. But, like, at a nice restaurant, peeing your pants to a point where you're now dripping on the floor, and you've ruined the booth or the Yuck. chair. And- I mean. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Harsh. Okay? He's being vulnerable with I'm us. Being vulnerable right He's now? being very vulnerable with this, us. By the way, this whole peeing my pants thing made me cry a lot when I was a kid. So now <laughs> you're triggering me. I, wow. Not, or, like, even for yourself, like, sitting in the wet pants is just, like, yuck. Yeah, it's not fun. I used to do that in swim on swim team. Before we swam laps, we'd be in a Speedo sitting in, like, a steel chair. And I'd always pee and leave a little <gasps> puddle before I swam. What kind of fucked up shit is that? <laughs> that high we all made... did it. No, we all did. They that. hosed them down. They I, knew. I'm saying, like, why would high schools make people wear Speedos? Yeah. Aerodynamics? Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. I, I don't think the high school swimmers need it, you know? Yeah. Anyways. Band Speedos. Um, oh, me and a Speedo would look like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. 100%. <laughs> What do you mean? Oh, please. Everything like... Oh, the what ball. do you mean? <laughs> Explain it more. What does it mean that you and a Speedo would make it look like you have a pussy? Please elaborate. It's a growing aspect. I get it. Keep going. I don't understand With the balls it. and they, they look arrived. like big lips. Anyways, uh, so I peed my pants at the restaurant and it was horrible and I was like almost going to cry because I was laughing but also peeing and it started smelling and it was awful. And then I didn't know what to do and I'm panicking. And you, like a... He, not all heroes wear capes. Cap, cap, I like to call it Captain Save a Bro. You know what I'm yes. saying? That's what it was. Tell them what you did. Well, you got to think quick on your feet. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm thinking, what do I have here? And I had a, a full glass of water. I felt like it matched the viscosity of urine very well. So I just slapped it over on accident and spilled it all over your pants. Yeah. Now, oh. and then it was like, oh, I guess I have to go to the bathroom and blow dry all this water off of me. Oh, my God. You didn't leave? Hell no. no. Middle dinner. So I would I, not sit there in wet pants. But either way, that was such a nice moment. And like, I have never forgotten it. And I was like, I hope one day when we have kids, like, I hope they do stuff like that for each other. That is very sweet. The sentiment. Yeah. I mean, quick thinking, honestly. Also something. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Also something I did to myself multiple times after that. <laughs> <laughs> like in class, for example. Um, Cheap tricks with. With Jerry. Oh!
dare. You know, <laughs> spilling yourself. It works. Well, I could tell you an embarrassing story that happened to me. Please. Uh, well, one time I was in school, uh, hanging out with my buddy, and it was a, like recess or lunch or something like that. And a group of the older kids came over, and I was facing everybody that was playing in the field, and uh, I got pantsed straight up, Ooh. pantsed underwear and all, giggles and chuckles. Jeez. You know, the fucking soundtrack and, and everything, and. <laughs> How many? <laughs> yeah, that was that. Those were all the emotions going on. People were laughing, and all the girls that might be maybe were vibing on me. You know, were like, wah, wah, wah. and then all the people that were confused when they saw your grower, it was like, is that a pussy? <laughs> yes, yes. But then, but then the the fucking. Then, then the, at the end, jokes on them. It's me telling the joke uh-huh. when, when the growth occurs, and then that's a what is that? Well, that's <laughs> while, that's that's while the growth. Okay, so I think that's while the growth is occurring, uh-huh. right? And and then if you go one below that one right there, uh, no, that was, uh, uh, no, that's no. afterwards. We're looking and, and then right here, yellow, yellow. jokes on them. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. do you guys have wet dreams often? <laughs> I've never had one. <gasps> Really? You've never had a wet dream no. ever? I've had one. Really? And that was it. And it Whoa. it was nothing nothing special. Oh, I've had a <laughs> You know, it was just a, a, a boom, bam, woke up with fucking shit in my pants. <laughs> I have very wet you know? dreams where I pee. <laughs> How often do you have this? About once a month. Whoa, I've had a few, but... You have wet dreams currently? <laughs> like once a month. What? Yeah. Why? I don't know. And I'm always so pissed when it happens. It's awful because you wake up and your sheets have shit everywhere. What are you dreaming about? Honestly, it's not even... <laughs> it's It's normally like the dream is not even like attached to what i remember what i remember is waking up and it's like a disaster oh so you don't remember like the sensation or anything no most of the time i can't i don't i'm not a dream rememberer but what i do know is i'll wake up to a mess and half hard and i'm just like god see this feels like oversharing this is like one of those moments where my mom was like i had to click out of the podcast out of curiosity like when this happens is it in comparison to a like typical splooge sesh, is it like much more voluminous than splooge? Do you no, notice a difference in volume? No, it's about the same, but I would nice. say I splooge uh, like quite a bit. Yeah, me too. Generally. So, I, we talked about this actually. <laughs> we, Chris and I were talking about this last night. <laughs> what like the fuck s- sizes what? of our loads. <laughs> what? Where, where was I? We went out to dinner. He took me on a date. Uh, and I wore something wow. blue, which you know gets wow. Chris going wild. <laughs> he did look very nice. Wow. Oh, dude. And you guys were talking about load specimens and whatnot? It's fine. We had drinks on our date. It's fine. We, we were don't... going, we had pear martinis. <laughs> we were talking about like partners and like. Uh... You're talking about my load? <laughs> no, we were, we were talking about our loads and how it affects landing on our partners. Oh, yeah. And then Lizzie was confused. At t- I was like, yeah, sometimes Shane gets annoyed if it like hits his. His face, or he like has to like. This is a lot. <laughs> this is a fucking lot right now. Yeah, I'm feeling weird. <laughs> oh, Keep Jerry, going. So we're in the middle of dinner at like this really nice restaurant. You guys were saying they, this in the middle of dinner. Yes, and they sat at a us, nice restaurant. They sat us in the middle of the, in the dining room. 
And Lucy's like, well, I just can't picture the position you would be in to even have a shot at getting to Shane's face. Straight woman. And she made me spell it out for her. Like, <laughs> like show her the position in yeah. which I would be in for come to go. She Brr. made you do that? Yeah, she, Chris, She's a very it, persuasive woman. Didn't She's seem a like a choice. And then Chris and I, we bonded over, like, the amount that gets everywhere. Yeah, we both have huge loads. <laughs> Well, I said mine were medium to large. Hi, Chris's mom. (laughs) (laughs) We love you. (laughs) He's half German. He's so bright. He's a factual delight. Are you ready for some fun? German facts with Chris. Chris. Yes. My beautiful, humble, amazing king. (laughs) Who we all love so much. Thank you. What's your German fact? The first ever book printed was printed in german and i just think that that's really cool first ever the first ever. what do you mean the first well, what, book i've ever made was it not the bible <laughs> wow christian I mean, king in 1455 gutenberg produced what is considered to be the first book ever printed mm. uh, and it was a latin language bible right oh see wow. i'm googling that uh printed in germany wow that is impressive i think that's why it's called the gutenberg press Wow. You kind of just blew my mind. Whoa. <laughs> I know, right? You have a lot of fun facts. I just have so many religious questions, but I don't think we can talk about all that. Wait, why? I don't know. Are we allowed to talk about that? About religion? Yeah. I think so. I don't want to take up time either. I'm just genuinely curious. I mean, I guess I'm just curious now. Like, are both your parents religious? Were you raised in a really religious household? You too? I'm just curious. Yeah. So we were raised. Um, our dad at one point, I think, was a minister. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. He helped build the church, and then they liked him so much that they asked him if he wanted to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Whoa, I yeah. never knew that. Yeah, and then my mom uh, was raised Catholic. We went to a Catholic school, and then they got divorced, and we got kicked out, and it was a whole drama. Then my mom really, uh, because we had we went to hard times, so my mom really uh, got close with God, and it kind of, uh, yeah, that's me personally how i got through a lot of hard times as a child um was relying on god and jesus and then as i grew up like we never really went to church like we tried a few times we didn't really like it my mom wasn't really a fan um of certain churches so we kind of didn't really go to church and we kind of just had our own relationship so for me i kind of have my own relationship with god like i pray you know all the time part of my ocd but even if i didn't have ocd i think i'd still pray and um I talk to God and I, um, I believe in God and, and I still say, I still believe in Jesus. I don't judge anybody that doesn't me personally, like, and maybe it's just cause that's how I grew up. And I kind of consider Jesus like, um, part of my family or something. So, uh, yeah, but also, you know, I'm also, I've made every single mistake possible. I am in a gay relationship with a guy. I'm breaking every Christian rule. So, I don't know, but I know that like, I believe in God and I feel comforted by that. And I think that's all that matters. And I don't hurt anybody and I don't judge anybody. And yeah. What were you raised, Chris? Um, well, it's interesting. My, everyone from like my Peruvian side of the family, including my mother are very Christian, uh, mainly like Adventist, which is very like pretty like hardcore. But, um, but my dad just like, is like, I, I don't think there's a God. I don't think there's any, like whatever. He's like atheist, agnostic atheist somewhere in there and thinks it's all like, he thinks organized religion is insane and whatever. Like he's very, has very strong opinions about all that. So like pretty polar opposites. My parents in almost every way and in, in that way too. 
Um, and they, they, I went to church growing up and stuff, but I think my relationship with it all is like much more complicated because I've had so many negative experiences with religious people, unfortunately. Like one of my best friends after years was like drunkenly told me that like, I know you're going to hell cause you're gay and whatever and like things like that. Mm. And, and like the church I went to, they would spend like hours talking about gay people and nothing else and i'm like are there any other sins in the bible or just that one Mm. and uh so like as time went on it just like started leaving a really bad taste in my mouth um but i would like to believe i was raised believing that there was a god i was raised christian and i like i had a relationship with a god then i lost it and i've i'm sort of right now just like i don't know honestly i don't know what i believe i'm like open to anything i do think a lot of I don't know. There are a lot of bad people that use various religions for bad reasons, and that's really frustrating. But I think that's on the people, not the religion. Right. But regardless, it's frustrating. But I don't know. I would like to believe there's a God, and sometimes I, I will still pray at night sometimes to just whatever hope, like just like hoping, you know, that there's something hearing me. Can so. I say something that like I never want anybody to feel like I've always been. I don't think I've ever talked about religion on YouTube. I mean, it would be weird for me to talk about religion and also do <laughs> gross sketch comedy <laughs> but so i never want anybody to feel weird like i'm pushing them into anything or i'm trying to whatever like if you don't believe in god i totally don't judge any of it um but if you don't mind what i will say is for me when you say that like you you want to you want to believe that there's a god or you, you kind of are open to that what i would say is like the fact that we met the fact that we connected so many years ago and then it came back around full circle at certain parts of our lives when we needed each other and now we're doing this like to me it's hard to say some there's not something bigger than myself that makes all these things happen like even getting canceled and even all these other things like it all leads to something when you look back you're like whoa that all made sense and that was a struggle and that was a challenge but it led to something that changed my life or enhanced my life or brought people into my life and took people out of my life like so for me and you i'd say like proof of a god existing is like me and you sitting here right now like it's crazy because yeah. how else do you explain that like yeah. the way we met the all of that um but also yeah. just to throw out there like you know and kind of where i'm at i've landed i believe in god i don't whatever kind of god someone else wants to believe in how they want to believe in that if they don't believe that's fine because i think something like believing in god could be very momentary there's people that didn't believe in god yesterday and something happened and now they've had a complete Mm -hmm. spiritual awakening Mm so i'm not gonna judge somebody on a current belief in god that's the heaviest belief you can possibly have so i'm not gonna say oh you're a bad person because we don't believe in god we have a lot to live i don't know where you land Mm -hmm. but regardless i'm not gonna judge you but god does want you to test your faith in him you Mm -hmm. know so like if you're at the point i don't know if i believe in god or not like why don't you try implementing as if god exists in your life for a for a matter of time and see if you notice a difference see if you feel different about it you know um, if it's important to you if you don't feel like you need to have any kind of a journey uh with god then don't you know there's no, no pressure on it i'm just saying that would be you know that's kind of where i'm at with it and i and can i ask a question about in the last episode we talked about your addiction past with drugs and you talked about aa and i know that aa part of the program is you kind of have to believe in some kind of God. Right? Well, there's a higher power and it doesn't, it could be whatever you want, just knowing right. that there's something out there greater than you. You're because it, it, you can't think possibly that you're the most 
it's like an ego thing. Like right. you're the most powerful being in, in existence. There's no way there has to be a higher power that you have to kind of give things to. So hmm. that's why it's always about a higher power with like a and things of that nature. There's a lot of atheists though. I mean, I I'm interested because a lot of atheists know more about the Bible than a lot of Christians know about the yeah. Bible because yeah. they want to make an educated and they do believe yeah. in something. At least they believe there's no God. That's a belief in something. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, but then again, it's an interesting topic, yeah. you know? Well, I don't like religion. I don't like, I, I don't not like religion. I think the idea of church, like every experience I've had with a church and it's not anyone being like anti-gay to me, like experiences that you've had, but it's more like the drama and the, like what feels like is demanded of you. So I Christianity. feel like I've always had a relationship <laughs> with what I believe to be is God and I always and, act in faith that I am treating others how I would want to be treated and I do pray but I'm not like a, a super religious person I don't have a lot of knowledge about religion because I didn't grow up going to church what you just said is very important because even when you hear a lot of these debates between scholars of if God exists they don't allow each other to rely too much on the Bible or religions because religion is of of the man you know religion is of, of man and God is entirely different. We're just saying, did something create the existence we're in, or is it just all consequential of a Big Bang or something of that matter, and it's all just coincidental? Right. You know, and I like, it has nothing to do with power. if you've read a Bible or not. I think you can have never been religious and believe in God. I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. Mm-hmm. So, you know. That, that I, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. And like the community, I, well, no, I won't get there. But yes, I believe in a higher power and I do pray. So you separate like religion from your belief in God, kind of? Well, I just don't have a lot of religious knowledge yeah. because I didn't grow up going to church. Religions are just interpretations that groups have of how... God exists in the Genesis story. You don't have to. You don't have to subscribe to any religion to believe in God. There, there is no separation needed. Yeah. And I think a you lot know what of I'm saying, people, the way I look at it, I think a lot of people find comfort in church, in community, in finding resets, in the preaching. And I find that personally in a different way through meditation, through yoga, and that's like where I find a sense of community and a sense of reset. But I just like I've never got into I don't know church. Yeah, I mean, once again, I just want to say. As long as you're not hurting anybody and as long as whatever you believe in is makes you feel good and like I don't see any problem in that I remember you know when I was in elementary school there was something called the white bus did you have that it was a it was a white bus that would show up outside of school and I was in fifth grade and if you wanted you could go in the white bus I'm about, yeah, dude, where the hell is this going? Uh, you could go <laughs> in the like white a cautionary bus. tale. Okay. <laughs> it kind of is, honestly. And it was during lunch break, and they would teach you about God and Jesus. It was a Christian oh. thing. And I went, and my friend was Samoan, and she was not Christian, uh, but she was like, we should go check this out. I'm like, all right. So we go on the white bus, and right away, they're just saying the same things you were saying, like gay people go to hell. and you. Know, yeah. They were saying a lot of stuff like that. And then I look at my friend and, and she believed in reincarnation. And I'm like, well, but what about, you know, reincarnation? And they're like, well, that doesn't exist. And then yeah. and then she was like, I believe in it. And they were like, well, honey, like that doesn't exist. See, and that's and I was like, is Ellen DeGeneres going to go to hell? And they were like, well, if she doesn't make and they were very judgy. Yeah. And I was like, this is really weird. I don't like this. This feels wrong to yeah. me. And I think since that experience, I'm like, I think you can be Christian or you can be any religion. But like, as long as you're not like hurting people and judging people and honestly like i personally believe 
that God made everybody different for a reason. I think that like when we all fucking die and it's all fucking over and we're in front of whatever those gates are, I think God, you know, he has an iPad and he's just like, okay, did you kill anybody? No, you didn't. Uh, you got canceled a lot. Did you apologize? You did. You grew. Okay. Like, come on in. Like, I just, I don't think, I personally don't think it's like I know, just, as judgy as maybe some people do. For my experience, I think my parents both grew up in Utah where uh, their surroundings were very Mormon heavy and they had been pushed into the Mormon church. And I think when my mom was raising us, she didn't like how she felt when she was kind of thrown into a religion. So she wanted to give us the opportunity to choose what we believe and where we wanted to go and how we wanted to fall but we did always pray and believe in a god i just have such a hard time as a gay man with like specifically a book that is anti-gay but but i think you're thinking too literal like you can believe in god and not be christian you can be anything you can literally think that god is an alien and that's okay like but then where do you go to learn about these things if you don't feel welcome in the community why 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 can't you have your own relationship with god why do you have to go into a building that's what i'm choosing to do but i'm saying for like chris who's talking about like feeling alienated from a community then i think that chris if he wants to i think can have his own relationship with something else and he can literally you already do that by filming by seeing the beauty and what you're making like that to me is a god-given talent that's something that you weren't just like how are you just born with this thing that somebody else can't do you can do it so for me something gave you that and it might not be jesus or a christian god or a jewish god or whatever it might just be something else and like i don't think that thing is judging you or anybody but once again believe in whatever you want to believe in and we don't judge and feel free to uh do anything you want. We love you. <laughs> that was a nice wrap up. Right take, on, don't right murder on people. Don't We're going to take people. a quick little don't break. We'll be right back. People. Don't murder anybody. <laughs> Did you know McDonald's put sugar on their fries? Oh, yeah. What? They yeah. put sugar on their fries along with salt because it makes them taste better and it makes you like addicted to them. And it's so good. <laughs> I kind of want some right now. Um, but that's like, that's like innocent. That's fine. But then I was thinking about things that piss me off that corporations do to like trick us or manipulate our minds. Then I started thinking about grocery stores and the mall and all these different places that, and movie theaters, that's a big one. Like movie theaters, I counted, like I looked at my phone when we sat down and when the trailer started, 25 minutes yeah 25 minutes of trailers and then so i googled it and i'm like why is i feel like there's more and more trailers every year like this is crazy and then i googled it and it said because movie theaters uh right now because of the pandemic and because you know they missed out on a lot of money they're trying to get that money back so they make the trailers extra long so that you have more time to go get thirsty and go uh-huh. get some food get some candy and you're like well i might as well go i have time so that's why they do it mm-hmm. smart everyone's uh, got to make a buck and also grocery stores I mean, I feel like everybody knows this at this point. Do you know all the tricks that grocery stores do? No. Oh my God, you're going to be shook, Chris. You're going to feel so manipulated. So the first thing they do is they put the baked goods section or the bakery right next to the front door so that when you walk in, you get whiffed with the smell of baked good mm. so that now you're hungry, you're salivating, you want more. 
Then they put the things that you really need, like milk and eggs, at the very back of the store. So you have to walk through the whole store. Yeah. They put the produce all the way over to the right. So you got to go that way. And then they put the milk all the way in the back. I mean, it's all like a it's a retail science to get you flowing through their store to mm -hmm. see as much of it as possible. If they just put all the essentials in the front, most people would treat it like a 7-Eleven. Mm -hmm. You know, just go in and get what they need and get the hell out. They also, some stores, which I did not know, but some stores, they waft the smell of baked goods through the vents of the whole store. What? So when you're walking around the whole store, you smell it. Disneyland does that. Yes, they're called smellitizers. That's exactly what they're called. And they pump the smell of money in stores and then the smell of bakery on Main Street. So I that love you it. What? Oh, yeah. It's all scary as fuck. I love oh. it. I think it adds to the atmosphere. It's like... <laughs> There's something special. That's why people like going to Disneyland. That's why people like going to casinos because it unlocks nostalgia for you, even though they're selling you a lot. It is hard to smell a churro and not want to eat it. Yeah. yeah. Like, or churros get me almost every time. Unlock oh, yeah. some happiness. It's like, oh, I'm out in the world. I, I just learned recently, my boyfriend's friend who worked at a supermarket said that they'll take meat that's getting older and like it'll start to look like gray, like meat that's set out for uh -huh. a little bit, but it's still like edible and they'll put like coloring on <gasps> it to make it look pink and fresh. And they'll what? put it. And like, I guess this happens that like, this is a big chain. I don't want to say the oh, name. Oh my God. That like we all have shop that what and uh and they do that i hate it i hate it i'm a vegetarian really <laughs> yeah coloring I, I always hear the thing is that they throw out food like prematurely and it's fucked up because the food could be going to that they better resources. started that rumor they i mean started that rumor to, to be fair distract. wow to be fair that's what this person said this is not i've not fact checked i haven't like worked at a supermarket myself so i don't know for sure but that's what they said and it terrified me <laughs> that is the scariest thing i've literally ever heard in my Isn't whole it terrifying? life <laughs> It ruined what? my life. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, hmm. Before we started filming, we were talking about like, oh, what should we talk about today? And we were talking about the response to the last episode and how people were really uh, thankful for Jared for telling his story about his history of addiction and recovery. And a lot of people connected to it. I think it honestly. And Chris is really. <laughs> but Chris, Chris, Chris touched but, a lot of people So a lot of people were touched by that They felt <laughs> Bad word um, <laughs> <laughs> No Fuck. people were touched We no. know what you mean Yes No it, it was honestly Like I got a lot of texts From people Just people were very like They just loved it so much And they really related to it And it helped a lot of people So thank you for that But we were talking right. about it And you were like You know I kind of glazed over Getting a You know A couple DUIs mm. You know, should I tell the full story and like what happened? And and I was like, I mean, if you're comfortable with it, because that was a really scary time. And, you know, the second DUI I got is actually a really crazy story. Uh, the first one is I was going to meet with somebody in Hollywood and we were supposed to hang out. And I went to a bar and the person ended up not showing up. And there was a group of like Irish dudes that were on a fucking nationwide motorcycle trip. So they kept buying me pints. And I told them like, yeah, you know, someone bailed on me. So we had a drinking competition. So the first one resulted from that where I was just driving home. And uh, I was actually going to a party and I was in the carpool lane. So I got pulled over. I got my first DUI. You know, it was bad. Um, but the second one and not to glaze over the first one, but the second one is pretty gnarly, you mm -hmm. know? So I had gotten my license back. How old were you? I was 
21 during all this so all this happened during the course of me being 21 you know over the you course of two duis at 21 so the first one i got i think was uh maybe like nine months apart from the second one that i got wow. you know i got my license back and within maybe three to four months i had my second dui mm. but i had gone to a club with a buddy of mine and i was being really good about it i i cut back a little bit on drinking but i if i did drink i would have someone else drive my car um, or I would just not drive, you know, I was trying to be a little bit more responsible, but this night in particular, I forgot what had happened to me, but I was going through kind of like an emotional thing where I needed an escape. So we went to this club in long beach and we were partying it up and drinking and dancing and all this stuff. And I gave my buddy my keys and I said, dude, don't let me drive. Mm. I've, dr I've drank way too much, you know, and he's the one that came with me. And I was like, whatever we got to do, let's just not, I, I can't drive. So we're all hanging out and maybe like an hour and a half goes by and I, I wasn't doing uh, cocaine like um, as heavy in that specific period. I was still doing it. But the thing about doing cocaine is also if you're really drunk, it will kind of snap you out of it a little bit. Mm -hmm. It'll kind of make you more alert, you know. So I just got the urge. I had to go get it in that moment. I needed it. So I started bugging my buddy for the keys. And at first he was just like, no, no, I'm not going to give you the keys. You said not to do it, dude. You can't do that to yourself. And I, I don't remember the exacts, but over the course of 30, 40 minutes, he ended up giving me the keys. But I was supposed to go to the car, get it ready, and then wait for him. Maybe he hadn't drank that night. I don't remember exactly. So he gave me the keys. I go out to my car. Uh, and I just get in it and I start going. I was like, you know, I didn't wait for nobody. I didn't do anything like that. Mm. And I was speeding down the street and I started, I didn't realize, uh, anyone familiar in long beach and I'm sure they have them all over the nation and in the world is traffic circles. They're everywhere here. Yeah. Like and, and they're challenging. So I was going really fast and I didn't realize I was heading directly into the traffic circle and I started skidding out, but I mean, I was wasted and I couldn't really make, you know, really quick decisions. And I drove right into a tree mm. on the passenger side. So, you know, like all the passenger side was caved in and I knew what was up. I knew like, there's no way I'm getting out of this shit. Like I just got my second DUI. This really sucks. And I didn't even think about uh, one of the real variables in that moment, but that I'll, I'll get to in a second, but the cops came, they, uh, you know, they asked me if I was okay because the car was so fucked up. They imagined I was injured and the window was cracked just enough to where I just said, take me to jail. Like I knew fucking, I'm not going to, what am I going to mm. say? You know, like I dozed off for a second. I can't get myself out of this. I know. So they, they take me to a hospital. They check me out. And then they take me to jail. But I just remember thinking like, how fucking crazy is it? Because if my buddy would have gotten into that car, he said that he was walking out <sighs> and he saw me leaving and he tried to come get into the car with me, but he just wasn't able to catch up because I was speeding off so fast. Oh if he would have actually gotten into the car I and I would have done that, he for sure would have been dead. Because the first thing mm. they said is, is, is the passenger side clear? Like that was the main concern. And then they saw me, you know, and like I was the only person in the car. But I just think like, wow, I know and that feels like a godsend, honestly. Oh, dude, I it's mean, like I saw the picture of that. I remember mom showed me when this happened and we saw the picture and I think the cops or somebody told mom, like, you're so lucky that your son's not dead and that he didn't kill anyone else because this is like 
It was, it was like and wrapped the around passenger, the tree. but somebody else. Like, my that, mom like, said she like fainted when she because it was, yeah. it was, so it was wrapped around the tree. Mm. Oh yeah. Wow. But uh yeah, I, I think it was very very shortly after that where I just completely quit drinking. And you haven't you drinking know? in how many years? I, I quit everything twenty two, twenty three. I think I was like twenty two and I quit pretty much everything besides weed. Wow. But uh so maybe I had a little bit more learning to do because now that I didn't have a license, what is the reason not to drink if I can't drive anyways, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I kinda went through a period where I drank out of like depression as well, you know, after that. For what sure. so what was jail like? I was only at a holding facility. Um, so it wasn't like you would see on 60 days in or something like that. Mm. But they have a holding facility to where you wait to get sentenced, where you would go to court and the judge will tell you, like, you know, go to jail for X amount of days because it was my second DUI. And so I was in there for like three days. The first day, I just remember uh, I smoked cigarettes at the time. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking murder somebody, you know, because cigarettes are very addictive. Mm. And uh, so I just remember that being like one of the main things I was thinking and the fact that I couldn't see like my girlfriend at the time or something. I was missing out on the parties because it was on a weekend, like some shallow shit, uh, I'm sure. But uh, as the days progressed, it was just very miserable, man. It's just a bunch of people in there. Half of them you can tell are in there all the time, and it's a very sad way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got to fucking shit in front of everybody. You got to piss in front of everybody. There's just a toilet. What? It's like like this room, and there's beds all all along the sides, like bunk beds. In the middle, they have picnic tables that you can sit on, and they fucking, I don't know if they're doing it to fuck with people, but they play like Law and Order all day. <laughs> you know, like when I was there, it was law and order. And then right under the TV, they have this steel toilet that you got to sit on. No. And they don't just have a roll of toilet paper there. Somebody, they have like two rolls of toilet paper circulating within the prison. So if you do got to take a shit, you got to locate some toilet paper. So at one point, I did acquire the toilet paper and I was like the holder of the main roll of toilet paper. <laughs> And you can use it as a pillow and, you know, like, it's kind of fun. But just to kind of, so I was there for, like, three days. It, it was, I don't know, man. It, 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 it was very low. But go I, ahead. I, I just need to know, like, in what, how, so you're listening, watching, and smelling everyone's shit? Yeah, I mean, if I were to take a shit right here, it would feel like that. So like, it'd be no different. So Chris, like, is straight, exactly. Chris is straight in front of me, right? Yes. So say Law & Order is playing right above him. Yes. He's shitting in front of me. Yes, that's exactly the scenario. <laughs> And how so many it'd people? be like, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, in this holding cell, it was probably 25 to 40 people. You so know? somebody was shitting all day. There was always people taking a shit. I shit all day. That would be me. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, when you're, when you're, you know, from my minor experience, right? I'm not trying to act like some fucking jailbird, but right. from my experience <laughs> and what I learned, because uh, I, I kind of buddied up with the dude that had been there because I was asking him how it's going to be. What am I going to get? He's like, bro, oh I'm going to be okay. But he wasn't eating nothing. So he was like giving me his food. He's like, oh, if you want this, you could have it. And I was like, well, why don't you want your food, bro? He's like, well, I'm not using any calories. I'm just literally trying to sleep as much as I can. So why would I intake calories that are going to give me energy? Oh, you know, he's like, dark. and I don't want to have to go to the bathroom. So oh. he would just eat the minimal amount because that way he could be as tired as possible and not have to go to the bathroom a lot. Oh, and my thought, God. Cheap trick. That's uh, a grower. That, that, <laughs> that's, a, that's a grower. He's like, it took me 80, 80 visits to figure it out. Man. And then what followed? So how long were so you without a license? I had my license revoked for like 18 months. I had to wow. go to extensive classes. 
Um, pay I mean, a shit ton of money. I had to ride a bike to work, you know, pay a shitload of money. I think it's like estimated around $10,000. And was when you that get a DUI. what stopped? Was that overall what had stopped it? Or was it years later when? Yeah, it, it was also like I shifted the people that I hung out with because that was their vibe. You know, they wanted to go to clubs. They wanted to listen to music. They wanted to drink. So I just separated myself a little bit from that. And also all drinking did just like when I talked about uh, cocaine. Now it gives me anxiety because I don't have positive things flashing in my head when I think about the drug. It's very negative, you know. I get anxiety. I feel bad. So when I thought about alcohol, all I thought about is the fact that, you know, I got my car taken away. I had no license. I like, I really fucked up my life for that period of time, and I just quit at that point, you know. Like they say, the way that you know when you're an addict is when it, it gets in the way of your daily life and it starts fucking with your job and it starts really imposing itself and, and making you less capable of doing tasks that are needed of you. Mm. And when I realized that it was doing that shit to me, I was like, I can't, you know, it's not worth it. I'm not having a fun enough time to like ruin my life, yeah. you know, for sure. So, and then they make you go to, they make you go to AA when you, when you have a DUI, your second DUI. But now it's much more stringent. I think on your first DUI now, they put the breathalyzer in the car. So they're even stricter on it these days to where if you get one DUI, they put a tube in your car where you have to blow in it just to start it. Oh, wow. So, I mean. That's good. So, like, that should be, I mean, maybe it's not to start the car, but I feel like those should be available in every car so that after somebody's had a drink at dinner or two, they can test it out. Yeah, maybe Tesla will do it. Elon. That's not a joke. I'm serious. I feel like yeah. they do everything else. I mean, it's yeah. not a bad idea, so why don't we explore it? You know, I guess it's not a bad idea. Well, uh, well, thank you for sharing that. And also, hopefully, yeah, of that, course. that keeps people from drinking and driving because uh, that sounds horrible. Mm. And uh, also, you know, uh, the risk of hurting somebody else is um, unimaginable. So, uh, yeah. And, yikes. And, it, and it's cool because the person that was in the car with me, uh, shout out to you, Jesse. But he actually works with our dad's company, and he's actually been like a huge blessing in that arena. So the the it would have been a huge loss on, on multiple arenas. Like I'm very glad the way it turned out, and I feel blessed, you mm-hmm. know. And it's cool that I still know the dude, and he's still somewhat a part of you know my life and whatnot. So very cool. Wow. Well, um, that was beautiful, and we're gonna take a quick yeah. little break. I'm gonna go pee in the privacy of the bathroom where I can close the door, and you guys don't have to watch me. Thank God. The opposite of prison. Thank you. <laughs> I never thought I would thank somebody for going to the bathroom. Cool. Thanks, dude. And uh, when we come back, conspiracy theories. Okay. All right. I know you guys have been missing them. And I know we haven't done them in a long time. Mandela effects. <laughs> You're kidding. Uh, okay. How could there I be any more? I just got such a nostalgic vibe. Me too. Because it's been so long. Mm-hmm. You yeah. guys are crazy. Hell yeah. Am I old enough to be nostalgic? Definitely. Thank you. Okay, these are Mandela Effect updates. Actually, I don't think we ever even talked about the most famous Mandela Effect of all time. What? The Bernstein Bears. Bernstein Bears? Have we not brought up Bernstein the Bernstein Bears? The Bernstein Bears. Okay, so the Bernstein Bears. That was honestly the first Mandela Effect ever because most people remember it being the Bernstein Bears, right? The Bernstein Bears. Exactly. But the whole time it's actually been the Bernstein Bears, which, which like, fuck off with that. That is just... Uh, That's not even a name. <laughs> Kidding. Never heard Stain? It. <laughs> like Bernstein? Ew. And, you know, people will just show, you know, videos and clips and pictures and things being like, how is this Berenstain? I don't remember it being this. It doesn't make any sense. The Berenstain Bears! Well, recently there has been proof of a double timeline. You're kidding. 
Was that real? Yeah, I'm actually kind of shocked. Oh my god. <laughs> like you're saying that wait. <laughs> Shake Ryland for the first time. Okay. So some guy found these in his basement from when he was a kid. No way. Bears. So the Mandela effects uh, a lie. I hate to do this. What? I hate to do this. What? Dude, we gotta look we gotta be detectives. Uh-huh. At times, right? Uh-huh. I would just like to point out the obvious, to me at least. What? The top one looks like it's been through hell and back, and yeah. it's been sitting in a box for 20 years. You're about to be shook as fuck. The bottom one... Looks fake, right? The bottom one looks fake. Right. Yes. Well, you just proved it. Because if this was fake, then wouldn't the Berenstain one be the one that was so fucked up? Can you actually Google those VHS numbers uh, and pull them up, Chris? Like the 819551? I will try. very detective. Well, we have to. We have to be no, detectives, to. guys. We, we are to. to the purple. <laughs> I've actually seen a couple of these where people have multiples and it has the different names on it. So it's very interesting that you pull that up. Oh, it after that it pulled up the three the three stooges. Okay. <laughs> okay. We don't really know how specific those numbers are to the actual skew. Well, that's pretty crazy. Well, now I will say the username is Camel Milk. <laughs> Which I, I trust, trust it. it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I like that. But I mean, if this guy, if this is just a photo that somebody mm. took and they actually have a VHS tape that actually says that, isn't that's insane. Right? That's like... <laughs> that how, we're being two-timed? What does that mean? It means, well, we're actually going to get to that soon, because Jared was telling me earlier about a theory that would explain all these Mandela effects. Yes. Okay. This was from Dee Marie. She sent me an email to the podcast email, and she said, my friend in another country saw this really old Fruit of the Loom tent and posted it on Facebook. But th this is crazy. I don't understand how this is real. But who would fake this? How would you even fake this? Wait, remind this, me before you show me. So the Fruit of the Loom logo... We all remember it having the cornucopia behind it, uh -huh. but it never has. This is a tent that had different sponsors on it. And if you look, <gasps> it, it has. has the fucking cornucopia. Wait, mm. what? So, like, what? Oh, my God. I had to look at the original to, like, remind myself, but I am shook. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, that's... Come on. This actually involves Drake. This is from Spotify, and the lyrics to one of his songs, he, I guess, says Febreze in it. And this is how Spotify uh, spelled Febreze. With two E's? Wow. Because it's the only logical explanation. Yeah. It's always just the level of research to me is so damn impressive. That someone thought they heard Febreze in a song. They looked it up on a website. They looked. I mean, this is. You guys are fucking killing it on oh, the yeah. research. Well, speaking, We're you guys are detectives. Oh yeah. Well, speaking yeah, wow. of, Stephanie emailed me, and she also said she was doing some digging, and she found this document from 2005, and it's a safety data sheet. And yeah, here it is, spelt Febreze with two e's. Whoa. We're not is, letting this one go. We're not. <laughs> it's fucking two e's, guys. So did they change it to fuck with people? To make them think sideways? No, the world changed. There are two, par there is a parallel universe that we have entered. Oh. I I will put everything on that. This I know so it sounds heady. crazy, but I believe it. Okay. Um, oh, thank God we got in the same one. 
Okay, uh, actually, I'll keep doing the updates and I'll finish. He's totally. <laughs> He's gonna cut it. That's what? <laughs> he said something like super sweet to you. <laughs> hey, what'd you say? Well, what'd you don't say? have headphones on. In fairness, you're not wearing. Wait, you, well, you, you said. Because you, no. you said. I mean, to me, that was like movie-esque what he just said, and you just literally, it felt like you probably didn't hear it, but the way you timed the beat was like, cool, next. <laughs> But, but you you said well I was thinking what the next and thing I was just, oh, I don't, you said you know you explained to him about there's multiple universes and existences yes. and realities and Rylan what did you say I said well thank God we landed in the same one and you said oh. okay Stephanie sent me this <laughs> I'm sorry that's so sweet I didn't know I really am the victim <laughs> no I'm kidding. Okay, this this actually is really weird and confusing to me because I don't even know what the real one is. Kit Kat. We haven't talked about that yet. Oh, is it that Just, there's like a hyphenate in between the kit and the cat? There's definitely a hyphenate. On the packages, on the images that are showing up, there's no, it, there's <gasps> no hyphenate. You're lying. Oh my god, there isn't oh, one. I could kill myself. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I've we never found heard you say it. That. We found it. The threshold. Welcome to the club. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Whoa. I mean, I'm serious. That's crazy, right? That's nuts. How is Kit Kat? How is there not Ivan it? I'm normally not shook by these. <laughs> Something's happening. Maybe I just fell into the other universe. Oh, this somebody sent me. Here is a picture of Mickey from one of the cartoons, and he's wearing suspenders. Oh. So he did. So he did wear suspenders. So right? we're all right. We aren't. We aren't crazy. I need references for all of these. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's crazy. You're right. Oh, and Anna sent me this. What? This is Netflix from another country, and they have Flintstones no. with one T. No. <laughs> and she goes, "Oh, it looks like the Mandela effect hasn't hit me in my country." Whoa! Isn't that crazy? Yes, but but okay. Uh -huh. I hate just because guys. I, I, I'm really being a detective right now. <laughs> I don't know the language this is in necessarily, but right. it says Os Flintstones, and it actually is spelled with the other T right. in the description right there. Uh, but it's not in the title. I know, Whoa. which is why it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shook. No, it is. Um, okay. So there is a big viral Mandela effect right now that everybody's been sending me and everybody's spreading. All right, first you need to know that I am willing to die on this hill. And it's about the publisher clearing house. If you were a kid in the 80s and 90s, your parents got these envelopes in the mail from the publisher's clearing house sweepstakes. A guy named Ed McMahon would show up on your porch with a big ass check. And be like, here's your million dollars. And they would scream Talk about scams, yeah. It was a scam? Well, yeah, because it was a bunch of people sending them like $20 a month in hopes that Ed McMahon would show up on your porch with millions of dollars. It's just like the lottery. You what? Know? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, you oh they would God. send you a packet and you would subscribe to this packet and you would actually like send them money, a check. To be entered into the sweepstakes, it was money involved. It wasn't just like Ed McMahon rolled up on you randomly and gave you a check. I don't even know who that is. So. Well. Anyway, that's fucked. But anyway, we all remember this, right? Wrong. It never happened. The Mandela effect is that Ed McMahon actually has no connection to Publisher Clearinghouse. Ed McMahon never worked for, made commercials for, or was affiliated with the PCH in any way possible. So that was a Mandela effect. And everybody's like, no, I remember. And there was clips from the Golden Girls. What? I'm one of the winners of the Publisher's Clearinghouse? <laughs> There was a clip in Roseanne. Who are you supposed to be? Who am I? I'm Ed McMahon. 
you want our special Halloween jackpot. Then there was news footage of a newscaster bringing up Ed McMahon. And well, in other news, who among us hasn't seen Ed McMahon's ads for the Publishers Clearinghouse giveaway? And then Ed McMahon himself talked about it in interviews that he would show up with checks. You would actually walk up to people's doorsteps and give them the oh, check? Yeah. So that's when I got confused because I'm like, wait, this is literally all proof that this existed. Like, how is this Mandela effect? And that's when I started to lose faith in Mandela effects. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> because oh man, what a revelation! What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> because <laughs> he, like I could not sleep last night. But the truth is, Ed McMahon did give big million dollar checks to people. It was just called like the American Publisher Foundation. So he did do all that. So uh, I'm not shook because we all thought it was Publisher Clearinghouse, but who fucking cares? It was just something else Clearinghouse. Uh, <laughs> that could be said for all of these things, though. It's like, who cares about the cornucopia? No, no, because they said Ed McMahon has never shown up at your door with a fucking check. Uh, that was the Mandela effect. But yes, he has. He literally did. My brain hurts. And I need somebody smarter than me to figure this out. It was just a different company. Guys, we have to, if anything in this community, we have to maintain integrity. Yes. We can't just be bullshit and trying to fuck with each other. <laughs> That's like... not what this is about. This is about ultimate truth, yes. spreading awareness, yes. and getting to the fucking bottom of it. Thank you. Not getting over on each other. I agree. Um, Thank which, you. Which, now we're going to really get into this to bring us back, because I do believe in the Mandela effect. I don't believe in some of them, because they're stupid. But, you found out that there is a bigger purpose. What is it yeah. called? So the reason these Mandela effects could exist is because we there's alternate realities uh, coexisting at the same time with us, this mm -hmm. multiverse. And some people are speculating that something called CERN, which is C-E-R-N, which is the European Council for Nuclear Research, their main goal, their main purpose is to essentially figure out how the universe was started. So the first thing they need to do is dissect the Big Bang and figure out how these particles met or whatever the situation is. And they discovered in 2012 when they were using their, uh, it's like called the LHC, which is their Large Hadron Collider. Mm -hmm. When they split an atom, they found the God particle. And what the what? God particle is, is the particle that keeps the whole universe in balance. So what some people are saying is when they achieve this in their LHC and they were able to, you know, smash these two particles into each other and they discovered this God particle, they believe that that could have ripped open the time continuum in our reality and uh, kind of like opened up a portal into another existence in the universe. So now some things have shifted and there's like this blurred line between these realities. Okay, hold on. First of all, that's crazy. Um, Very crazy. I'm in. 
Um, second of all, so 2012, everybody thought the world was going to end in 2012, and the Mayans predicted that. Our world did technically end in 2012 then, and we went into a new world? It's quite possible. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> well, 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 because the Mayan calendar ended in 2012, uh-huh. and yeah, it says here that the most notable achievement of CERN include the creation of the internet, so that CERN created the internet, and the likely discovery of the higgs boson so-called god particle in 2012. Okay. So yeah, they could have opened up a rip in time-space continuum and essentially ended the existence we were previously in, and that could be what the Mayans were conveying, because the calendar they had only showed them until that rip in space-time continuum. The Mayan calendar ended December 21st, 2012. There it is. Right before Christmas. <laughs> Why couldn't it wait? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is this CERN thing, the God the God particle, is that science? Is that real? Or is this a theory? This, no, this is actual science. Oh. Um, I mean, and, and people even kind of equate it to stranger things, where it says the first and scariest theory is that CERN is attempting to open a portal to hell. That's one of their main goals. Wait, what? How is this real? This can't be and real. And so their no. agenda consists of taking the cornucopia out of Fruit of the Loom? No, the thing is... <laughs> The thing is, when we look back at history from a linear perspective, it's within the reality we experienced it in. So when they collided these particles and it caused a rip in space-time, when time got put back together in place, certain things were switched out. That just made me sick. Okay. Or now we're experiencing a blurred reality where we're kind of sharing this multiverse with another reality, you know? And I'm not just saying this. 2012, I feel... Like, life stopped making sense after that. (laughs) Like, honestly, I feel like so much crazy stuff has happened since then. And the craziest part is their whole goal is to replicate the Big Bang. But what happens if they do that? Yeah, you know, We're dead, right? I mean, I I don't know. So these are like people that we could like call or like these are real people. You can take a tour of their facility. And, pe- and the people are just touring, and CERN is just like, yeah, we're looking for hell. They ain't concerned. Wait, can we go and actually <laughs> let you in? I feel like they pro-CERN. Uh, maybe I'm just being so skeptical, but I feel like there's zero chance we go and talk to them, and they admit that they're trying to find Google? a particle. Well, all of what we just said is real. They really did collide particles. They, they, they found this god particle and whatnot. But what's speculated is when they did that, did that create a rip in space-time continuum? Whoa. And is is what we're experiencing a with these Mandela universe. effects Whoa. a window into us seeing that play out in real life? And are, in, in our real life. And know? are our dreams just us in a parallel universe? That is fascinating. I'm going to die. I feel sick. This is too much. <laughs> the Kit Kat thing, that's so fun. And then you really start <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> it's too much. Whoa, okay, that is uh, crazy and scary. And uh, also exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, you to be honest with you, because the, your own the 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 limit of opportunity out there with this whole certain thing, crazy. All right. Potentially terrifying. <laughs> As is and life. Exciting. <laughs> is it? <laughs> um. Okay. Well, speaking of the end of the world, baby, are you ready to shut this down? <laughs> <laughs> On today's episode of the Shane Dawson Podcast, Chris disappoints his entire family, leading to his first apology tour. Users have weighed in saying that they relate to Chris being addicted 
to jacking off. Chris doubles down and says he shoots massive loads, you know? <laughs> Chris and Rylan both reveal they shoot massive loads, which honestly annoys their partners. <laughs> Shane's a victim of bladder shaming. Yes, I'm a victim. Um, Shane Dawson turns out to be a victim of bladder shaming, <laughs> while his brother, Jared Yaw, was fully exposed. Um, oh, don't go to jail because you have to shit in front of people. Yes. Oh. And if you've never been to jail, Jared reveals that while incarcerated, you do have to shit amongst your peers. This just an incarcerated is not a word. <laughs> what is it? Incarcerated. What's in incarcerated. <laughs> My producers are telling me incarcerated. Incarn. What would? What did I say? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, Shane is not Shane. Uh, oh yeah. Despite popular belief, Shane is not a bully. And we and I heard that we have a, a word from the victim. <laughs> Despite popular belief and what you all as viewers may think, it turns out Shane Dawson is not a bully. And to weigh in on that, uh, field reporter Chris will weigh in. Chris? Shane is not a bully. He's a wonderful human. In other news. Good job. Chris has never jacked off in our house. <laughs> Shane doesn't the verdict him. is out. The, ver <laughs> the verdict is still out. If if Chris is deemed a masturbation station in Colorado, we actually have a field reporter who's in the bathroom with the black light. <laughs> <laughs> Chris stands strong in defending himself and his family, saying he's never jacked off in the Dawson Adams residence. However, Shane has hired a black light expert and is currently searching as we speak. And I'm just sending a warning out to the janitors at the Denver airport. Because <laughs> when he gets to that bathroom, there's going to be a massive shooting load. Prepared, locked and loaded, ready to splooge all over a fucking stall. I already know it. Oh, this just in. Shane, to comfort Chris, uh, has says that he's jerked off at an airport bathroom too. What? <laughs> <laughs> I did. It's not a cancer thing, Jared confirmed. It's not a cancer thing. <laughs> In more ways, the internet can cancel Shane. <laughs> He has now revealed Ryland he turns. also jacks off in airport bathrooms. What What's the, the craziest place all of you have jacked off in? No, 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 no. Can you imagine the car? No. Why can't we ask that? Please, no. I don't know. I feel like it's weird. If you're legal to if, jack off in your state. Yeah, imagine the comments are just in places like beach, <laughs> church. Like, it's just like Theoretically, where would it be exciting to masturbate? <laughs> Roller coaster, haunted house, McDonald's uh, drive-through. If the comments are places, I'll the, tell you where it's not exhilarating to jack off in jail. <laughs> but they do it. Oh, depending do. though, they depending. Maybe some guys are into oh, it. Sorry, brother. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. All right, you guys. Well, that wraps up today's episode of the Shane Dawson Podcast. We hope you enjoyed your stay, and we will see you back here next week. The podcast also has an Instagram, at the Shane Dawson Podcast. Thank you so much for all your love and support. Give us a five-star review, comment below, and we love you so much for your support. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Good night. Incredible. Oh, shit. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, God. Wait, wait, wait. Lights, camera, action, Ryland's recap is about to happen, oh, yeah. Ryland's recap! Uh, wow, well good job, I'm so proud of you, I Thank love you, you so much, I'm so happy that we're in the same universe. 
Um, thank you guys so much for watching. Hopefully you enjoyed whatever the hell this was. And uh, send Chris some love, send Jared some love, send me some love, and send Rylan some love. Listen, we are all victims together. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a talk show, like waiting for my segment, and you're like, tell, you know, and then they smile. <laughs> uh, no, we really appreciate you guys supporting the show. Uh, we love doing this, and it's just really uh, fun to hang out with uh, my friends and family and do what we love with no judgment. And, and just laugh at each other, you know, and enjoy each other. Yes. Yeah. Talking I about jacking judged. off. I love it. Do you feel like you regret anything you said today? <laughs> today, no. Today, I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys next time. Bye.